Hi everyone, welcome back to the Healing Series with Amira. Today I have a fabulous guest, her name is Ashley Tapgun, and we've actually been, I guess, hovering around each other's lives for the last two or three decades, <laughs> um, but this is the first time that we're actually sitting down face to face, and I'm so thrilled that it's, you know, on the Healing Series, I'm so thankful that she's agreed to come on and share her healing journey and i pray that you know you receive your healing as you listen so ashley welcome thank you thank over you, thank to you. you. <laughs> um i would feel well first off i feel very honored um that you called well you sent me a message to do this <laughs> and at first i was like why why me and i was like you know what let me not run i've done enough running so just go for it let's see can't be that bad let's yeah. see what it's about so yeah glad to be here <laughs> thank you so much um so as i had shared with you you know um healing is a journey it's something that all of us are i guess working towards because everyone experiences trauma in one form or the other mm-hmm. um and i really just want you to feel you know at ease feel as though you're at the right place and trust that this is an ordained you know um process um and i feel like your testimony is something that a lot of people you know can learn from um so again thank you for sharing it with us and i'll let you get right into it okay um trying to think of the best place to start from I wouldn't say I am completely healed. Um, I don't think there's any such thing because it's a process. It's a journey. Um, I am definitely still on the journey. And I would say I am here or at the stage and level that I am due to, obviously, first of all, God. Yeah. um, My husband. Yeah. He has been, I can't even begin to explain, but he has been an enormous source of strength for me. Yeah. My family and a couple of people I can now call my friends. Yeah. You know, I feel like when things happen in life, we we get to know who people really are. I mean, not Absolutely. to sound cliche, but no, then but it, so just, it just solidifies, you know, whatever you thought or felt about that person it's either true or you're just like hmm getting to see you know new personalities evolve to things we never would imagine or think of yeah um but yeah as of today i must say i'm extremely grateful Mm -hmm. um with the new revelations my journey the people who have been there for me and the lessons that god has taught me over the past year and a half yeah um can you share some of those lessons with us yeah um i think the first most important one is the reminder that i'm never alone yeah physically um i'm always alone i I wouldn't say always but i'm alone most of the time yeah my husband doesn't live in abuja yeah um and it happened at such a horrible time i mean the timing was wrong yeah i 
well you know but I lost my brother last year and it's it's um it's crazy to still say you know it's still so surreal to me um you know sometimes I'm I'm just in my house and I'm sitting there and it's like you're an only child. And then I'm I'm like, but there are actually people who were born alone. Yeah. So is it better that way or, you know, me knowing, okay, I had a sibling or I had like a baby. I mean, yeah. everyone who knows me knows that he, my brother is like the love of my life. Yeah. Um, just growing up, the both of us and the age gap also him yeah. being like my first child my everything yeah to all of a sudden not having him around or i mean i know he's here but he's not physically here yeah um but i wish he was here you know of course um so yeah when i say me being alone is in my house in abuja yeah i'm alone yeah you know, my husband isn't there. My parents shuffle between Joss and Abuja. So most of the time, I can't just, oh, go to my parents' house and chill yeah. and relax and spend yeah. the night. I'm physically, physically alone, alone in the house yeah. with my thoughts and that everything else. That can be else. overwhelming. It can. It yeah. has been. Yeah. Um, but I must say that God has been faithful Mm. through all those nights where I literally felt like I didn't have anyone and sometimes you don't necessarily want to talk on the phone yeah um there are friends there are relatives who always want to call in and check on you but it's not the same Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think they also feel a certain kind of way when you know you finally pick up the phone and you call and you say oh I'm a bit overwhelmed or I feel like I'm alone and they go oh but I'm here yeah and in my mind, it's like, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to be talking on the phone yeah. and, you know. Um, Sometimes it's not even the words. It's the hug. It's exactly. the reassuring look. It's just. It's the squeezing of the hand. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. honestly all you need at particular times. But yeah, God has reminded me that I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, he has come through for me. Um. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've actually learned during this period is the fact that, you know, those crazy thoughts. Yeah. Um, we think we're going crazy when I ask myself a question and I answer. It's actually God speaking to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a powerful revelation from the transition to I'm actually not crazy yeah. to I'm actually having a conversation with, with my, my father with yeah. my with my maker like you yeah. said and embracing it and then enjoying it yeah you know sometimes I remember me just you know laying on my bed I'm like god you know that this is weird <laughs> <laughs> you know don't act like you don't know because you know but then I can just feel like this sense and I'm laughing by myself in the room but I know I'm not by myself in the room you know so like those little moments where you can't necessarily talk to people about or you can't necessarily share but you feel it like you feel his presence yeah sometimes I don't know if it's I know God's presence is always there but then other times I'm confusing like God is this you now I know you're here but well, my brother's name is Timo. Yeah. I'm like, Timo, are you here? And then something silly happens. I'm like, ah, 
you silly child, it's you. <laughs> you know, the curtain moves or something. And ideally, I would be scared, but I'm yeah. not, yeah. you know. So, yeah, um, that has been the most powerful for me. Um, I feel like, you know, this is what you're describing is that comfort that only God can give. Yes. That's um, what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was talking about. It's, definitely. It's, it's the comfort that only he can give. And just, you know, it's bittersweet because I can see you tearing up, but I can, you know, I see the smile as well. Um, and that's just the beauty of having God and knowing him. You know, in previous episodes, I've talked about nine, you know, pretty much all the time, the only person or the only thing that you have is God. Um, you can have a supportive family, supportive friends, mm. but there are those quiet moments where you know, you know, within yourself that if not for God, like he's the only one, he's the only one you can talk to and not feel afraid of what you're saying. You know, you don't have doubts. You don't feel insecure. Like you're just so self-aware and deeply rooted, you know, because you know that, it's the strength that only he can that's, give. That's all you have. Yeah. I mean, like you just saying that now, um, this just popped into my head where I always say it's, it's kind of sad um, as human beings that we wait until something happens for us to understand or develop such a relationship. Yeah. I mean, growing up, you would see people, I'll say my age now, yeah. and you're wondering, ah, oh, you know, when we're younger, ah, this person is praying too much. Oh, yeah. Their own is too much, I beg. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yep. But then as you grow up, you're just like, life is actually happening. Yep. And it's happening to everyone. It mm -hmm. might not be at the same magnitude or yeah. it might not be at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then as we grow up, we realize that it's not about friends. It's not about family. It's not mm. about your social life or whatever it is you have going on, which, is, yeah. which are all good. Yeah. Do you understand? They help but with the balance. They like, do. Yeah. And I would like to call them distractions <laughs> also. Yeah. Um, but, but again, maybe that's what he says, that his grace is made sufficient mm. when we are low. Yeah. Because when we're on a high, you we can't... feel like you need him. We don't feel like we need him. Yeah. But then all of a sudden now, um, so I woke up this morning and... My husband's in town yeah so i'm getting ready to come i'm like oh i need to do this for work i need to do this for the business and all of that and i rush out of the door and i'm driving and i'm like god i am so sorry how can i forget and literally halfway through this my journey here i'm praying because yeah. it's like did he forget to wake me up no he so why can i like why yeah. would i forget to say thank you yeah so like for me now and that's a crucial part of my day mm -hmm. you know remembering that before anything else it's him yeah and even if you know i don't have time i can always make out time and to be yeah. honest he doesn't need that much yeah. it's just good morning god how are you today thank you for waking <laughs> me up okay i'll speak to you later yeah. but there's no later yeah. because anytime i'm silent i can have a conversation with Absolutely. him it's all within the heart i think you know i love that you've just i guess highlighted further on the point that you know, our strength, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. Um, it's so easy, even just looking at the way the world is functioning now, where, you know, money basically gives you access to so many things. And I guess, 
makes it seem as though you can control so many outcomes as a result of the resources you have available mm-hmm. to you. The world is just churning, turning on this principle. But it's you don't realize that souls are being lost as a result of this. People are, you know, going through all sorts of mental health issues. People are dealing with all sorts of addictions and things. Um and that is i don't know if that's not enough to make people wake up and realize that you do need god i don't know what is i asked myself the same question but i'm just like you know what at the right time he will make himself known to them as yeah. he has to us yeah um growing up one thing my mom used to tell me was you don't need to wait for something to happen to you for you to realize or not make the same mistake someone else did yeah. um that is yeah. why you have friends and you have family members you know you learn from people yeah so why why do you have to suffer when someone yeah. close to you has gone through that suffering and you can see it it's yeah. right in front of you yeah so why can't she just you know take the other route and save yourself the pain the agony mm. the tears mm. and but that's so profound i guess we just have to wait for everyone to come to the realization of who god is and how he actually intends for us to live yeah and how he intends for us to be you know his arms and his legs and mm. touch other lives you know mm. i mean like you're doing now um i actually have to mention that with my brother's passing something that has been great for me in my journey in speaking yeah i mean i've always been a talkative some people would say <laughs> um when i speak of my brother i feel better yeah when i talk about him and i tell people how silly he was and um how crazy annoying he was mm-hmm. i smile yeah. and i feel lighter Mm. it's like a little i mean i don't think i or we as a family can ever get over it but for every time we have a conversation about him even if it's an ounce no matter how little it is the weight is lighter yeah you know yeah um oh no i've i'm still learning i'm still learning a lot i know the journey is long Mm -hmm. but the healing has definitely commenced yeah Um, god's grace is sufficient it is it is it hurts so bad and i felt so much pain and it's not kind of pain you you describe to someone or you try to explain to someone because even i didn't know how to explain it to to process it yeah but then everything made sense um just like a quick background story when we were younger in joss um i went to hillcrest Mm -hmm. and my brother was going to at the time he was attending um kings and queens yeah so my mom would wake me up at five or six i can't remember the exact time to get my brother ready for school how old was i was a child <laughs> so of course i would grumble and why are you not getting yeah. him ready I'm a, I'm a baby as well you know <laughs> get your son ready and then i can get myself ready and we can all leave for school together yeah but like she would be yelling hurry up you haven't taken your bath you've only you're wasting time with timo this and that this and that 
and our routine was I get Timo ready for school I get myself ready for school she would make our food but I would still yeah. come to pack the food yeah. and then we'll be off the door so I had to drop Timo first and then and I then would go to school. school so Timo was always extra early to school because I needed to be early and the driver my mom didn't want the driver alone with him yeah. so I would have to drop him first there's this image in my head um every time like i would drop timo and he's the only one because obviously he was a baby yeah and he would have like his backpack on and he would walk through the gate there's no one there no friends maybe Mm. one teacher because they knew that timo would always always come early. early and he would just like turn back and look at me and just like wave Cause he's not excited or anything you know but obviously eventually he got he got used to it you know and then um those those like moments now for me are everything you know Whereas as a child, I will grumble and say, why isn't she getting Timo up? Now I cherish those moments because we would fight. I'm like, keep your head, hold the bucket, let me wash under your, <laughs> your feet mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, if only I knew, I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do anything now to bring Timo back and come, let me give you a bath. I mean, he, he was a big boy <laughs> now. He won't let me, but... Yeah. You know, but that image in my head when I think of it, and I'm just like, Timo was there, like, waving at me. And as a silly child, when my poor brother was waving at me, like, inside the gate straw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you take it for granted. You take it for granted. Um, in uni, um, <laughs> we like to use the word shipped. Mm. When Timo was 10, my mom decided that it was a great idea to ship the poor boy to Dublin. Yeah. And all of us were against it. He eventually went. I was in uni at the time. So, of course, he was only 10. And it wasn't as if we had family in Dublin. So he was by himself. So I was the closest one to him. Mm-hmm. And Timo would cry every single day now i need to mention that my brother was not your typical boy he is the sweetest soul didn't play football no basketball nothing anything contact sports timo was out of it yeah so if you were looking for timo you'll find him in the gym swimming by himself riding his bicycle playing the drums anything that he loved having people around but no contact yeah one of the requirements in school was that first years and second years had to play rugby right. every day after school or three times a, a week. Mm-hmm. So Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I think, Timo, once, he, once the bell went off, Timo will call. He's crying. Jimmy, it's time for rugby. And at some point, I was like, Timo, this is six months in. Yeah, You should be used to it. Like, And this I would tell him, now. this is routine. And I would tell him, toughen up. What's wrong with you? Like, you're a boy, toughing up and everything. I was like, but I don't like rugby, you know. They always hit me. I don't want to hit anybody. I'm like, Timo, you just have to do it. Yeah. 
we tried to ask you know right to the school they said no it's compulsory for everyone and all of that so my dad made it like a duty for me to be in ireland every two weeks mm. so that is where our bond formed yeah because i would have to i had to speak to my lecturers at uni i said look i have to be in dublin every other friday yeah to spend time with my brother so i always used to miss um lectures my monday that. lectures because when i dropped him in school on sunday it would mean i would have to drop him super early and just there will be no one back. in school yeah. just to catch my flight back. So wow. he will tell me, you're always dropping me early. And then he brings back the primary school. Primary so I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's see. I can drop you late in the evening on Sundays and I will take the first flight on Monday back. But obviously it means I'm either halfway through lectures or... But that was what I, I started doing. Yeah. And he would be so happy. Like when I drop him in school... We would come late. We would go buy snacks. And Timo is so excited. He'll show me his friends. Look at this guy. This boy drinks too much. This one is always <laughs> in trouble. This and that. This and that. But I could see like the joy in his face, you yeah. know? And when he was on holiday, I would go and bring him to spend the holiday with me. And when I moved to London as well, I told him, I said, Timo, look, you're not a baby anymore. So you're going to fly by yourself. Yeah. He was like, really? I can't do it. You have to come and get me. I'm like, nope, you're going to come by yourself. I used to do it. So why can't she do it? He's like, yeah. but I don't know how to. I said, don't worry, you'll be fine. This silly child. <laughs> I'd call the airline to tell him, to tell them that he was a minor. So <laughs> obviously everyone had prepped for him yeah. come, to come. Yeah. By the time I was waiting for him outside, do you know the boy didn't run to me? He was like, ah. I flew by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I came by myself. When I'm going back, am I going with him? Or is he going by himself? I'm like, ah, you really came by yourself? He's like, yeah. They even put him in one special chair. And all of this. I'm like, really? That he was chatting with the hostesses the whole time. I was feeling like a big boy. I said, ah, you tried. <laughs> I said, you really, really tried. <laughs> Meanwhile, we had informed them already. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he just, just a lovable person. And then again, for me, um, something that really helped was getting all the tributes from his friends. Yeah. Everyone had the same thing to say. The Timo testament was the testament. Really you is. know, Timo was loving. He would share. Timo would share to a fault. He would give and have nothing. Mm. I was like, Timo, that's not how life is. So you have to keep food <laughs> for yourself, you know. So, yeah, but this person doesn't have and all of that. So back to, you know, when people would say, make sure your mom is okay. But I think we found it difficult to express. Um, I don't know what was going through her mind. Yeah. Um, maybe regret. Of, I mean, I remember one time she mentioned to me, she said, if I had known that Timo was going to pass away at 20, I, I, I wouldn't even have sent him to school. So I don't know if it was the regret of sending him far away and all of that. But like for me at that particular point, it was just like nobody actually knows like why I'm grieving, you know, um, and how painful it is. Um, there was a time where Timo, it was very random. 
but then again i won't call anything random like i told yeah. you i don't believe yeah. in coincidences anymore timo sent me like he was just randomly sending me videos of babies and he would call and he would say ah when you have your baby i am going to punish them i'm going to be <laughs> spanking them i'm going to be holding them upside down so he would send me like dads with the babies upside down or yeah. uncles with the babies upside down and tell me how he would take like my best car the car i don't let him drive and he will make he will teach my kids in that car you know just to round me up yeah so when i'm alone and i think of all of this i mean i've been married for four years and i don't have a kid or i don't have a child not yet at yes. least yeah. Yeah. um it really hurts um I just think of you know if he was here and all of that when the time comes yeah. you know and then trust nigerians ah you will have twins you will give birth to your brother again you will do this you will do that and in my mind i'm just like i don't want to hear it yeah you I know think sometimes in trying to provide comfort they don't realize yeah um how insensitive they are come across um, I agree. I think Nigerians need to be taught um, just how to help people grieve. It's something I was thinking about. And then I, on the other hand, I realized that for every single person that I know that has lost someone really close to them, I didn't extend the supports that they needed. Um I remember the other time I literally sat down and I wrote a list of like friends that have lost parents yeah. or lost like grandparents and I felt bad Amira. Yeah. I felt horrible. Um I, I felt really bad. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment I was like you actually don't know how it feels to lose someone until it happens to yeah. you. We're all humans. Yeah. Um and it's in us for us to be sympathetic. Yeah. You know, something happens, we cry, we're there. Yeah. But the next day we're gone. Mm-hmm. You know. But then all of a sudden for me it's like someone loses a parent and I don't even maybe I would just send a message are you home? I would go and I'll just sit in the corner mm-hmm. whether it's on the floor or on the bed mm-hmm. but just to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people actually need to be taught that being there for someone doesn't necessarily mean calling all the time sending flowers all of those gestures are really nice depending yeah. on where you are but for me personally i just wanted to look to the corner in the midst of the crowd and see, and that see one you person. yeah i mean i can just totally, there i can totally relate to everything you're saying and i think i've been holding back on expressing my experience as well but i lost my cousin at i was 18 he was 20. Um, I think what was very difficult for me was the fact that we had the last conversation. I didn't know it would be our last conversation was an argument over something very, very, very silly. Um, but I think two nights after that argument, he was involved in a car accident and I never got to that speak to it. him again. Never got to see him again. Um, and we were 
you know, we've always been together. We've always been, you know, five and six. And this particular year was the time that we were finally going to live together, being in England together for so long, but in different, you know, towns. Um, and so I just find myself by myself in this house that we were supposed to be in together, together. that we had been in together for years, but you know, I was in boarding school. He was off in uni at some point. So it was like exits. I would see him or half terms or whatever. But I was actually looking forward to like, oh, him showing me the ropes. You know, he's been in uni. I'm just getting in. There was this whole life planned. And out of nowhere, it was just gone. <laughs> it was just gone. And I was the only one in England at the time. Everyone had moved back to Nigeria I think okay his younger brother was still in England but he was in boarding school again in a faraway town so it was just um, it was very hard for me it was very hard for me I literally everything I owned was black I went through a period <laughs> of literally five years just everything I bought was black subconsciously um, I went through like extenuating circumstances for everything in uni from first year right through till I graduated um, I remember that I was in hospital for three weeks after and they couldn't say there was nothing, nothing. wrong with me medically but I just couldn't function um, and you know I was in hospital again alone because nobody was there um, I remember there were like certain songs that we used to <laughs> listen to and for years, I think the first time I was able to even listen to beyond one second of one of the songs we used to listen to together was sometime last year. And even now, just thinking about it, it makes me emotional again. Um, grief is very, very difficult. I can completely relate to everything you're saying. It changes your life. Um, Losing my cousin is actually what even prompted me into like the spa and wellness space because that was the only place I found a bit of relief. Like when I go and get a massage or if it, like it would take my mind off things to the point that all my friends in school became my guinea pigs because yeah. I was practicing like <laughs> manicures <laughs> facials on them and stuff. Um, yes, I was very, you know, aware of God at that time but not in the same way as I am today I think then I was angry with God mm. I felt like why would you do this this wasn't the plan That's, I thought we yeah. were supposed to grow old together together um, I felt like I had lost my best friend a part of me that just you know and sometimes things happen in my life today and I'm like oh if he was here it would be completely different so I can completely relate to what you're saying. Um, but in all of that, I think with my growth, um, emotionally, spiritually, you realize that everything happens for a reason. You may never know what that reason Unfortunately. is. Unfortunately. Right? <laughs> but you just have to take peace in knowing that um, God is with you, you know, Again, he's the only one that can give that comfort. Um, and there's so many sides of me that I think have evolved as a result of that experience that allows me to be a better person for other people. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, mm -hmm. that grief, like 
you've learned how to grieve with others as a result of this experience and unfortunately it's one of the things that you'll never understand until mm-hmm. you experience it but i'm just thankful for god and like you know the peace that he gives um the comfort that he gives the pain never truly goes away i can also relate to the feeling of being alone i got sent off to boarding school at the age of 7 i was by myself i've always been by myself you know even now i have children family and all of that but i still there's a part of me that just feels right and it's only god that can fill that void um very true so i mean thank you so much for sharing this i don't it, it takes so much courage it's it takes so much courage and i can really see that you know there's certain things that you know it's not from mankind you know like the strength that you have the radiance that you have it's from god i can see it i can sense it and i just pray that he continues to strengthen you Amen. and to heal you um and to give your support systems you know the grace and the strength to be there for you in a way that you know helps you feel complete and assured um thank you so much I mean I don't even know what to say I'm just I'm so overwhelmed um I I would like to ask though like are there any sort of bible passages that you've you know used to help get yourself through the difficult times or any songs that you worship with like what is your go to like are you a worship person are you like a prayer mm. you know what's your So I am definitely a worship person mm-hmm. now. Um and I would say worship because when it all started that's all I had. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I couldn't pray. Um and then I remember someone telling me that worship is a form of prayer. Mm-hmm. Whereas we don't physically know what to say. Yeah. But we need to speak to God so all we can do is worship. He loves worship. Mm-hmm. So why not just worship him? Um there are three particular songs that have been on repeat for the last two years so wow. to say well during mm-hmm. that particular time. Um one of them is um CC Minus the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. The second one is um dependable god. Yeah. When that song plays, I get goosebumps every single time. Yeah. So now for instance, if I'm driving and it comes up, I have to press next. Yeah. Because I would weep. Where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where I am, I yeah. would cry. Yeah. Um and then there's another one by the same um guy, it's like a second mashup, Victor Victor Thompson. Victor Thompson. Yeah. It's a mashup of Thanksgiving. Mm. Um so how it started was when my brother was ill that was all I was using. Mm. So up until when my brother passed and everyone else knew around me. I mean I was told yeah. but I was in a state of denial. So 
I remember this so far. They picked me up from my house. My husband drove me to my parents' house. And so everyone's getting out of the car. And I locked myself in the car. So I was by myself. And everyone's around in the car. I don't know what they were thinking I was going to do. I mean, I was just in a car <laughs> sitting. It's funny now. It wasn't funny then. Um, but I locked the doors. All the windows were up. And I was blasting my music. And before they left, I told them, while we were driving to my parents' house, I told them, I said, um, all of you have left me. All of you have deserted me. We are no longer praying for Timo because um, he was in a coma. So we set up prayer times every three hours for two days straight. So when he passed around 2 a.m. on the Sunday, our next prayer session was meant to be at 3 a.m. My auntie who lives fire when showed up in my house and I checked the time. I was just like, what's going on? And then she goes, Oh, we just want to do the 3 a.m. prayer with you. By 6 a.m., more aunties had come. I checked the time. I said it was 5:50. Where are all these people coming from at this time? Maybe they all want us to pray together. At 9 a.m., my house was getting packed. My Lebanese mom comes in, that's my best friend's mom. Yeah. And she's meant to be at the shop. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing here? She's like, we want to all do the 9 o'clock prayer with you. It didn't click. More people came. And she said, you know what, baby? Let's move to your parents' house. There's more space there. So all of us can pray the 12 o'clock prayer together. As I'm driving, I look back through the mirror. And I can see a convoy of cars behind our car. My husband is driving. My family friend is in the car, Dames, and he's sobbing. And I'm getting really angry. And I'm like, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. You guys are losing faith. We can pray and Timo will be fine. So when we get to the house, I can see people crying. So I was really upset and I was really pissed. So as soon as everyone, as soon as we got there, I opened my door and I saw everyone was out. So I locked myself in. I mean, I prayed in that car. I, I think I was there for over an hour. I put the volume to the max and I prayed and I told God and I said, I can see all these people crying. And I know that they're giving up hope. But I am Timo's sister. Even if you don't answer them, you will answer me. So I'm going to pray. Mm. I prayed like my life depended on it. At some point, I was like, is this really me praying and speaking? And I, Amira, I prayed. And everyone was looking at me. I can never forget their faces of just like staring at me. And everyone was like, please open the door. Please open the door. Up until I was done. <laughs> I opened the door. My cousin quickly jumped in and I was laughing. I'm like, why are you jumping in? What do you think I'm going to do? I was like, I have to pee. So unfortunately, <laughs> I have to come I out. to go. <laughs> I've been here for a while. <laughs> and we laughed and I ran in. And... As people were coming, I remember, well, 
I was told, I kept saying, you guys don't cry, tomorrow is coming, tomorrow is coming, tomorrow is coming. The house started getting packed and till I was brought into the room and they literally shook me. And from there, I can't remember what happened. But after that, obviously my husband had to go back. He took all his leave, you know, days and everything to be with me. But those songs... Held you through. Held me through. That dependable God is is me saying, God, it doesn't matter what comes my way. I was singing the song. I didn't believe that part, though. I'm not going to lie. But I was singing it because... So that's the part where I was talking about where you don't know what to say. But the worship leads you. Yeah. I didn't want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. It felt like a dream that I wasn't going to see my baby again. And it's so funny, you brought up the story with your cousin. The last time I saw my brother, believe it or not, was during COVID. Mm. We had traveled for a 10-day trip and we got stuck. I was there from March till July. And guess what? Every single day during that trip, my brother and I fought. If we didn't fight every day, we fought every other day. Do you know to the point where I hit my brother? Oh, wow. When it happened, my mom went off, called my husband. I felt so ashamed. My brother was about to beat me. And then he looked at me and walked away. And I had to call my husband and report myself. My husband was like, you did what? I said, he was doing this and he was doing that and he was doing this to me. Every two weeks, I would call the embassy. Is there an evacuation flight? Is there a seat? Can we go? Can we? But because we were in Dublin, the evacuation flights were from um, from Heathrow straight to Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. There was no connecting. Yeah. So we, we needed to find a way to get to Heathrow. Timo would come. He would carry my laptop. When he saw me holding my, my phone, my brother would bring my laptop. I had a journal. He would bring the journal. He would bring a pen. And this is how he would sit. Just watch me. I will make all the calls. And then he'll ask me, how far is there space for you? How far is there space for you? And he will say, I know you and mommy want to go, but I'm really enjoying having you guys here. And I wish you didn't have to go, but I know you miss uncle and you miss daddy and you have to go. The devil will use you to... Ah, The devil is actually the devil for a reason. Yeah. When I think of the last memories i had with my brother and i was fighting with him and that was the last time i saw him i just said no he he didn't try Mm -hmm. he honestly didn't but i mean that's how god wanted it we can't say unfortunately like he said because everything happens for a reason yeah but whenever i feel down Whenever I feel alone, when I need to encourage myself, which is one thing I've been doing, mm-hmm. I keep telling myself, Jimmy, to encourage yourself. I play my music. I listen to it. The days where I don't feel like praying, I listen to my worship. I sleep off. Music is playing and I just feel whatever it is, God knows my heart mm-hmm. and he understands the grief that I'm feeling yeah. and the pain that I'm feeling. Um... I'm sure you can relate to this, but there's this section on my chest 
where it feels like a really sharp knife. Yeah. It's like an itch, but you can't scratch it. You can't get, get to, it. to it. And the more you try to get to it, the more it, it hurts. And it's like a it's like an itch, but like a pain. Yeah. And you can't reach it. So you just allow it. You know, you just you just you just let it you just let it go until I watch like his funny videos and I'm smiling and then I start crying again. Um but no worship has definitely been my thing. I must mention that at some point I couldn't pray. Yeah. And I didn't want to pray mm-hmm. because I was actually upset with God. Mm-hmm. Um I see people with seven siblings. You give me one one <laughs> i also have just the one sibling and you take so my one <laughs> i mean what happened to the people that have nine <laughs> unless if you take one they still have eight or if you take if you take someone who has four they still have three you give me one and you take my only one you know <laughs> i'm so sorry thank you so much for sharing it's um yeah. This is this is always such a difficult conversation to have. Um, but it's just seeing, you know, God's strength in your weakness and how he's carrying you through it all. Um, thank you so, so much. I think this is a good time for us to um, end it all. Um, Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much. Can I give you a hug? Yes, I would love.